Let me tell you a little something about Anchor. This is, of course, where we're hosting this podcast, and the best thing about it is it is free, so it's not costing our church a dime. They have tools right there on the website that I can upload the sermons, I can record a quick little introduction, and put it out there. Anchor distributes everything for me. They've got it on Spotify, they've got it on Apple, they've got it on Google, they've just sent it everywhere. Uh, We're actually able to have no minimum listenership required for us to have some money put in by doing these advertisements that we can put right into the church. So if you want to make a podcast and you're not sure how to get started, just go to anchor.fm and you can also download their free Anchor app and it'll have everything you need to get started right away. So why are you wasting time? Get after it. If you want to start your podcast, anchor.fm is an easy and quick way to get started. Hello, and welcome to the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast. This is where, of course, we listen to sermons from our pastor, Pastor Philip Koontz. And, of course, we do invite you to visit us here at uh, our church, the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church, located near Claycomo in Kansas City on 310 Randolph Road. That is just up the road a little bit from Worlds of Fun on the opposite side of 435. Sunday school starts at 9.30 in the morning on Sundays, and of course, worship will be at 11. If you do come by to see us, please come and say hello to me. I'm Jeremy Shields. I'll be the guy who's running the live stream there in the back. Or say hello to Pastor Philip, which you can meet him, of course, when you come to the church. We'd love to hear that you heard about us here on the podcast and that you are getting something from these sermons. So without further ado, here is a a message entitled The Gift. Philip preached this on December 20th of 2020. Let us all turn to the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17. The book of James written by Jesus' half-brother. Can you imagine that? I I had two brothers and two sisters, all of them ornery, not as good as me, we know that. But here's the thing. Can you imagine what it must have been like to have God's son as your brother? Can you imagine that? Why can't you do anything like your brother, Jesus? Why? How come you can't be as good as him? Mom, I'm not perfect like God in the flesh. Can you imagine that? Boy, that would be hard. How come you can't heal people? Well, there's a reason for that. That'd be very difficult anyway. I'm just saying, that'd be very difficult to be James, I think. Or his other brothers, too. That being said. I'm, of course, living a little facetious. But that being said, let's now turn to James, chapter 1, verse 17. I think this is a wonderful verse. James 1, 17 says this, as we stand on the reading of his word. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no change or shadow of turning. God bless. And on the reading of his word, and you may be seated. Did you ever make a wish list for Christmas? Maybe you haven't this year. Good. I'm glad you did. When I was a little kid, I used to do it all the time. I used to always make wish lists. I I haven't done it this year. A lot of times I give hints to people if they ask me. It's a lot different when you're a little older, you know, but when you're a kid, you make wish lists. Maybe you do still to a point. Maybe when you make your prayers to the Lord, you make wish lists. I know I did as a kid. I always made wish because you know why you don't make money as a kid, really, unless you have allowances, and even that you don't get every little thing you want. So you make lots of wish lists for people. 
Boy, you tell Santa everything. You tell your mom and dad everything, too. And you also tell just about everybody everything that you want. You make sure, you know what I used to do? I used to get the Sears catalog. I used to get the J.C. Penny catalog. Every kind of catalog there was. And I'd, I'd circle it with markers. And, and sometimes I, I would make sure my mom, my dad, and also Santa and everyone else could see what I wanted. I would circle it big time. And I would make sure they saw it. I, I, I'd go to my poor mom to try to cook. Uh, and, and I would be saying, hey, mom, look. Hey, mom, look. Hey, mom. Uh, this is what I want, and this is what I really, really want. I even put, I even put stars next to the circle, and then I put two stars, sometimes three or four, and I make sure there's even outlined, and, and, and sometimes they put lines underneath, sometimes three or four, and, and each one meant something more. Which one I really, 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 really wanted. That, that's how it is. You know, God's that way too. He knows what you really, really, really want. You don't even need to put stars near it. He already knows your heart. But we sometimes have wishlists like that. But you know. There was at one point in time, long ago, long, 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 long time ago, long time ago, where people had wish lists in their heart. They did. People were complaining for a long time to the Lord God Almighty. They was complaining. They had a wish list in their heart, and they didn't even have a catalog from Sears or anywhere else. But they, they were having these wish lists. They wanted God to come back because they've been hearing about the Messiah for a very long time. They, they didn't outline it. They didn't sit on Santa's lap. They didn't do anything like that, of course. But I'm going to tell you something. They had gone to the temple. They had prayed to him. They said, when is the Messiah going to come? They've been hearing about it for a long time from a lot of the people, from prophecies. They've been hearing about the Messiah. Oh, they had. They've been hearing about it for a very long time. Hundreds of years. Oh, nearly thousands of years. But they've been hearing about it. I mean, even from the beginning of time in the book of Genesis, the Lord God talked about, hinted, you could say, hinted about the fact that he was going to come. He spoke about it. He spoke about it. The very fact that he was going to come, didn't he? Yes, he most certainly did. He spoke about the fact he was going to have to do it. Why? Because of the sin that was in the world. He said he was going to come. He was going to take care of it. Yes, he most certainly did. He was going to take care of it. And you know what? He did do it, didn't he? He did. And the people were waiting for it. But here's the problem. A lot of times when people want things, they start making wish lists. And a lot of times they start putting stars the way they want. They start putting lines underneath. They start circling things with their marker. They, we, yeah, this is what I want, but this is how I want it. I want it with the two stars, with the circles, with the outlines. They want it just this way. No, 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 no. I don't want the, the teddy bear. With, and by the way, I do sometimes want teddy bears. I know I'm not the most manliest man. But here's the thing. I didn't just want a teddy bear. I wanted a teddy bear that was, was, was uh, brown. And I wanted the one with the, with the heart in the middle. I, yeah, I did. I wanted I wanted a tender heart, okay? I'm talking about Care Bears now, okay? This is how manly my mom and dad had to really worry about me. I was really a manly man. I wanted a Care Bear. Not, not, I didn't want Share Bear. I wanted a tender heart, okay? I didn't want that one. I wanted this one. And it had to be one that came in this box at this time. Not the little toy one. No, I wanted the stuffed one. And I, see, this is the thing. People want a specific way, don't they? People want it specifically. Even when they had little action figures. I didn't know if you know this. I collect toys. But I did back then especially, too. And you had to have not just one action figure. You had to have this specific one and a certain one with a certain box. And, oh, it's, it, if you go to this one uh, store, you'll find it in this aisle. With this. this is how people pray to God. Not your way, Lord, my way. People do this all the time. They did it back then, too. Okay, so maybe they didn't tell God to go to Walmart to look for it. Okay, maybe they didn't wait till Black Friday to get it. But here's the thing. Here's what they did do. They said, not your way, God, my way. 
They've been hearing about the Messiah for such a long time. And they've been, at this point in time, in their eyes, they thought that everything had come to an end. For over 400 years, it seemed like they had a thumb on them. Rome had been in charge. At one point, it was, it was Greece. and another time, it was, it was other people. And they felt like they were now needing the Lord God to come back now, our way. They were waiting for a warrior to come back, a warrior to come back and take their land back their way. Everything needed to be exactly their way with the stars the way they wanted it, to be outlined the way they wanted it. So they were calling for that, and they've been waiting and waiting and waiting. So much so that the high priests, oh yes, the Pharisees and others, and the Sadducees and all, were waiting for it, and they knew they would know. They knew that they would know the way it was going to be. But that's not how God always works. Oh, no, 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 no. God doesn't say, what is it that you want? And I say, I want this and this and this this way, outlined and all this. And he gives it just the way we want it. No, no, no. Because here's the thing. We could always get what we want. We could. But it's not always best for us. You know one of the biggest problems today in America and throughout the world? People give their kids what they want all the time. You ought to wonder why there's so many obese children, says a man who's once 500 pounds. You have to wonder why there's so many people with rotten teeth. Because kids get Happy Meals 24-7. Because kids getting candy canes constantly at Christmas time here. But you know what I'm saying. Kids are constantly getting what they want. Kids aren't being brought up the way they ought to be. If God spoiled us 24-7, giving us what we want all the time and not what we need, we'd have problems. He didn't give them what they wanted. He gave them what they needed. He gave them what he had planned, not what they had planned. Thank God for that. Because if they got what they had planned, there would come a warrior, not a savior. There would be a mess, not someone to clean up the mess that man had already made. So thank God. Thank God he didn't give them what they asked for. Thank God their wish list didn't get fulfilled. He gave them something so much better. And he's got the same for us even today. He's got something so much better. Yes. So often we talk about the naughty and the nice. Then we check it twice, don't we? But God has something so much better. He often doesn't give us what we want. He gives us what we need. So he gave the Messiah. He gave the Messiah, the true gift. And that's the title of today's sermon, The Gift. The true gift, the greatest gift of all time. He gave the Messiah. In fact, let's take a look. Let's take a look at some of the things that were spoken about in the prophecies. Let's take a look. First of all, before we go into some of these scriptures, well, I'll give you a couple of scriptures here. Let's talk about Isaiah. I told you how Isaiah spoke. Isaiah, and I love Isaiah. Oh, boy. He said so many great things. But Isaiah said this in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. He says this, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Oh, we've heard that many times, and that's good. And we're going to continue to hear it every year, all the time. We're going to hear it at Easter time. We're going to hear it at Christmas time. We're going to hear it all the time because it's true. And he gives us peace all the time. 
He had lots of names, lots of names. Let me just tell you a few. I'm just going to tell you a few. He was known as the Almighty, the Alpha, the Omega, the Bright Morning Star, Christ, which is also another name, another word for Messiah. He was the Passover Lamb, the Prince of Peace, as we just said, the Savior, Son of Man, Son of God, Son of Mary, the Truth, the Wonderful Counselor, as we just said, the Word. He, of course, is Jesus or Yeshua. He's also... King of kings, the Lamb, the life, the light, the Lord of lords, the great shepherd, the cornerstone. This is Jesus. He's the reason that we are here right now. He's the reason that we are here. He's the reason I can be up here with joy knowing where I'm going to go when I die. He's the reason I'm happy. He's the reason right now I am not afraid to live. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to speak the truth. Because if someone was to come in right now and say, you hush up or die, I'll say, you're not going to kill me. You're not going to make me die. You're going to make me live forevermore because Jesus Christ is already in me and I know where I'm going. I'm not afraid to speak the truth because he lives. He lives. He lives within me right now. Praise the Lord God. He is the cornerstone. He lives within me. It said in Matthew 121, talking about Mary, says this. She will give birth to a son. And you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And I say this to you. You've been saved if you've asked Jesus in your heart. Not because you deserve it. Because you don't. And Jesus loved you despite that. And when you call out and say, save me, Lord God, save me, Jesus Christ. I have sinned. I fall short of your glory. Save me. Save me, Lord. He will save. You are saved. You are saved because you have faith in my grace. And you are saved today. That is the greatest gift that you will ever receive. You will have ever received. You know, I still have a whole lot of gifts that I received as a little boy. I got them all, man. I got, I got so many things. I've mentioned it almost every year. You can ask my mom. The whole basement's filled with gifts and things. And it, it's, 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 for, it's okay. It's true. It's shaped pieces of plastic, most of it. But let me tell you, I don't care. I like it. Lots of good feelings. But guess what? Those pieces of plastic are going to fall apart one day. Every bit of them are going to stay here on earth. But the greatest gift I ever received was when I was seven years old in that same basement, incidentally, in that same basement, when I realized that if I was to die, I was going to go to hell. And I reached out and said, save me, Lord Jesus. And guess what? I know for a fact that if I was to die right now where I'm going to go, and I now have the Savior who, by the way, isn't a baby in my heart. No, 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 no. He is a Savior who has saved me, and I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. Praise the Lord God. Hallelujah. John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh. Talking about Jesus now. The Word became flesh and took up residence among us, we observe his glory and the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Ooh, I love that. I love that. He is the great gift, the everlasting life, the great gift. There's no greater gift than that. The other day, I was watching a Christmas story. I love that movie. I really do. I watched that as a little boy when it first came out, when it was my father and my mother and my family to see that at the theater. The other day, someone gave me a, a gift, I appreciated it, of that movie. I watched it three times in a row. You say, oh, you wouldn't. Oh, yes, I would. I did. I love that movie. 
But I'm going to tell you something. I love the part in the movie where the little boy receives the BB gun. You remember that movie? That part where he receives the BB gun? I love that. He's so happy. Has such joy. Has such joy. Well, I want to tell you something else. It was around that time that movie came out and went and saw it. A few months later is when I asked Jesus in the heart. Well, that little BB gun is nothing compared to the great joy that you receive and will have forever and ever and ever and ever. And I'm going to tell you something else. Although that's a great film and it's wonderful to receive things as a child, it's wonderful to receive things that people truly give you. Nothing can reach the great happiness to know that you will have a gift that keeps on going over and over again. Nothing. John 3.16. We all know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But whosoever believes in him, puts all the beliefs within him, shall not perish. They have everlasting life. But I always continue to go on with that. The verse 17 and 18, too, because it, it says so much more. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world that he might condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned. But anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. Folks, accept the gift. You know, on Christmas morning, Christmas morning, you're going to go under and look under the stocking, look under the tree or whatever it is that you do, and you're going to go under there and see all these wonderful presents that people have given to you. You may say, not me, not my house. Well, that's, that's, I don't know what you do, but I want to tell you this. I'm going to look under the tree, and there's going to be all sorts of presents that people are wrapped up and all these things. And That's awfully sweet of them. No one has to do that for me. People gave me some presents last night, by the way. Thank you for the, the, the cereal. I really appreciate that. That was outstanding. I, I, I couldn't get enough of that. But, but let me tell you this. Uh, that was outstanding. Uh, I just about flipped my wig. But let me, what wig? I need one. Anyway, that being said, that being said, uh, whenever... Whenever you receive presents and all that and you look into that, it's not yours until you receive it. People can wrap it up. They can have all the greatest intentions in the world. But until you open it up, it's not yours. It's got your name on it. Oh, that's mine. That's mine. No, I, I used to sit under the tree and look at it. I did. I used to sit under the tree and look at it for hours on end. My poor mom and dad probably looked under the one to kick me. Because I would just sit there and look at it and look at it. What's he doing? He doesn't have a life. No, I was just I was daydreaming. How many people daydream about the gift of Jesus Christ, but they don't open it? They hear about salvation, but they do nothing with it. They just sit there and talk about, oh, I believe in Jesus. That's great. You believe in him, but you don't haven't accepted him. He's not yours. He's not yours. Take him. I believe he's real. So that's great. But take it. It's yours. Take it. Open it up and receive it. Come on now. Come on. That's crazy. That's crazy. The cereal I received, that's outstanding. I'm not going to keep it in the box. I've got to be honest with you. It is not going to be too long from now that I'm going to go home and open up that box of cereal or all of them, maybe all at once. But the point is that is this, it will be a part of me. Not that I need that all at once, but here's the point. It will become a part of me. Jesus Christ is in the gift box now. Open it up. Make him become a part of you. 
absorb him, folks. Come on now. Come on. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Look what I've done. Yeah, I see what you've done. You opened up the gift. That's great. That's awesome. I'm good at it too, man. When I was a kid, I went really, really fast at saying thank you. I appreciate it. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Thank you, Lord God. Look how good I was at ripping open that gift real quick. And I want to tell you something. I was. The night I asked you to stand my heart, I knew I didn't deserve it. I knew that moment I deserved to go to hell, but I'm not. That's the beautiful thing. It's a great gift that keeps on giving. Keeps on giving. Anyone here ever seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Anyone ever seen that? I'm sure you have. Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Oh, boy, that, that guy. He's got such, he, oh, he is, and he's, he's got such charm. <laughs> he surely does. I tell you, us men, we could really learn a lot from him. Well, not that we do, I guess. But anyway, all that being said, in that film, you know that Clark receives the Jelly of the Month Club. I got to be honest, that doesn't sound good to me. Jelly of the Month Club. It's just not my thing. But whenever he receives that, Cousin Eddie says, Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving all year long. Well, i got to be honest with you. That don't sound too good. However, salvation is the gift that keeps on giving all year long, all eternity long. And in your life, yes, it's true, you don't lose your salvation. However, however, when you do have salvation, you keep, it keeps giving because you keep growing. Spiritually, keep growing. It keeps giving again and again and again. That's the beauty of it. You keep growing with it. I love what it says in Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse fifteen. Listen to what it says. This is a beautiful verse. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. It's indescribable. I love that. It is indescribable. And those aren't the only gifts you get. You know. When you are saved, the moment that you ask Jesus in your heart, you receive something else. The Holy Spirit. You receive the Holy Spirit. You're not alone. The Holy Spirit will lead you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. And you say, I don't know what to do. Hush up and listen. The Holy Spirit, you do too know what to do. A lot of times when we say we don't, you know what that is. It's an excuse. So that we can do what we, we, we want to do, not what we should do, what we know we ought to do. I've done it when I was a little kid. I didn't know what to do. I just ate all the cookies because no one told me I shouldn't. Yeah, you, you knew. You knew. <laughs> you know. And that's how come I don't know how I gained all. Anyway, you know what you did. You knew. You knew. The Holy Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit is part of you. It tells you no. Listen. Listen. Listen up to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a gift. And it is a gift that gives gifts. And you can find this. I'm not telling you you have to look it up right now, but write it down. You can find all of this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 1 talks about it. As does verse 4 through 11. And verses 27 through 31. There are 12. 
No, not that. But it does say this. It's okay, don't worry about it. It does say this. These are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to mention them real quick. The gift of wisdom. The Holy Spirit gives wisdom. Well, we just talked about that. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. gives us wisdom. It gives us knowledge. Isn't that the same thing? Well, you know. And by the way, a lot of times people want to take credit for this. Hey, I knew this. I knew that. No, you didn't. The Holy Spirit gives us these things. We're not to take credit for this. The Holy Spirit, which is God, incidentally, the Holy Spirit gives us these things. I've heard Christians do it all the time. Man, I'm so wonderful. God's given me this. But then they don't even say that. They say, look how great I am. I'm growing because I'm so great. I'm so wonderful. You need to work on your pride, youngster. And I say, youngster, because you're a child of God, I think you need a little time out. You need to really look upon yourself and realize this isn't really you. It's the Lord God. All these gifts that people talk about having, it's not because you're wonderful. I'm growing. Oh, 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 you're growing, but not always in a good way. Let God be the one that leads and give the credit to Him. I can't imagine receiving a gift from somebody and saying, Look how great I am that I have a gift. Well, no, really, you should say, Thank you for giving me this gift. That was so nice of you. Thank you so much. That's how we should be. But anyway, wisdom and knowledge. Number three, faith. Number three, faith. What a wonderful gift. Four, healing. It's not the person that heals. It's God through that person who has the faith to, to follow God. Five miracles. Miracles. Oh, no, 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 no. That's in the Bible. Days. That doesn't happen anymore. No, no, it doesn't say that. There is no expiration date. You know. No expiration date. There's not a carton of milk. Come on now. I hear people say that all the time. Well, no, that's not really what it meant. What it meant was this is not yogurt. This is the Holy Spirit, folks. Come on. And then there is, besides miracles, there's prophecy. Discerning spirits. There's speaking in tongues. There's interpretations of the tongues. There's then there's preachers and teachers and leaders. That's, that's all one. That's ten. Number ten. Preachers, teachers, and leaders. And then there's helping. What is helping mean? This means always having desires and abilities to help others to do whatever it takes to get a task accomplished. By the way, I'm looking at you all right now. I see many of you with some of these gifts, and you don't even know it. And you do, you do, and you don't know. You don't even know that you have it. <laughs> There's times I mean, I've seen some of you all talking, I don't have any of these gifts. Yes, you do. You don't even know that you do. That's what's so beautiful, so cute. But it's true, you have it, and it is cute. I love when little kids go, I don't have any gifts and any talents at all. Yeah, you do. The Holy Spirit blesses you every day. And by the way, it moves from one to another because it's the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit goes from one to another because it's the same Spirit using you. It just goes from one to another to another. To... Yes, I preach. I didn't know I could do that. It's not really me. It's the Holy Spirit through me. And then all of a sudden, there's another thing and another thing. It's the same Spirit. Same Spirit. And another thing, one last one, mercy. Mercy is a gift. Mercy is a gift. What does that mean? Mercy, quickly, complete forgiveness, not to judge. That is a gift. Why is that a gift? Because, folks, the human in us sometimes wants to judge. The human in us sometimes wants to be angry. But the Holy Spirit grabs a hold of us and says, no, wait a minute now. We're not telling you not to use common sense, but we're telling you, the Holy Spirit is telling you to use love and compassion. That's also a gift. 
Romans 5.13 says this. Now may, I'll say it again. Romans 15, I meant to say. Romans 15.13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit gives gifts. Because again, Jesus is the Lord, as is the Holy Spirit. These are gifts that keep on giving. That's what God does. Nobody can outgive God. Nobody. That little child, the Lord Jesus Christ, is the gift. And that gift was giving gifts. He was giving gifts when he came here to earth. And with that, I'm going to open my Bible right now to Matthew chapter 2. You can turn with me if you like. Matthew chapter 2. And I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 12. Partially because I didn't know where to start and stop it without going through the whole thing. Going through that whole part of the story. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes and of the people together, he inquired of them where Christ should be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for this was what the prophet wrote. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of, Ju of Judah, are no longer least among the princes of Judah. For out of you shall come a governor who will shepherd my people Israel. When Herod, excuse me, then Herod, when he had privately called the white carefully uh, inquired of them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search uh, diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, so that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and the star which they saw in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great excitement. And when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But being warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. Well, we spoke last week about Herod being the horrible individual that he was. And Herod was. He was an evil wretch. I don't know any other word to use except a, a filthy, horrible wretch. And he was. Can you imagine that? He was just vile. Killed his three sons and his favorite wife. You're my favorite wife. I want to kill you. And just a, just a horrible, horrible man he was. And he wanted to kill this child. Why? Because he knew that he was to be king. He didn't understand the, the, the meaning behind that, except that he didn't want to lose his kingdom. That's why he killed his sons. That's why he killed the, the, his favorite wife, because he feared that he might lose it. Now, here's the thing. You can't stop God's plan. You can't. 
See, Jesus Christ is the gift, the gift that keeps on giving. Jesus Christ is the gift, and you can't take away that gift. That gift is yours. Those gifts that were brought to Jesus Christ, though, uh, these were uh, represent the gifts that the gift is for us. Because the gift is Christ. That is who the gift is that we're speaking about here today. We're not talking about the gifts that we ask for from Santa Claus. We're not talking about the gifts that we ask for from our mothers and fathers. We're not talking about the gifts that we put on a long list, a piece of paper. We're not talking about the gifts that we go to a store and ask for. No, 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 no. We're not talking about those things. We're not talking about things that money can buy. We're not talking about doing good deeds and getting those things. No, nothing like that. Nothing you can put in a stocking. Nothing like that at all. That is not the kind of gifts that we're speaking about. Nothing that's made out of plastic. Nothing that you can put on to a music player or anything else. Nothing that you can wear. Nothing like that. Nothing to drive. Nothing like that. No, not at all. What we are talking about is something that you can only something that God could give to us. Only something that we could have, even though people waited and waited and waited, thinking that there was going to be a warrior coming. That is not what they would receive. Only thing that could come was the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. Only thing that they could receive was the gift of the Messiah God. And these gifts that were given unto Jesus Christ himself represent the gift that he himself was and is. The gift of gold, of course, is royalty. And Jesus Christ himself, as we've said before, is the king of kings. He is royalty. He is gold. Frankincense is the representation of deity. Holiness. Jesus Christ is holy. Nothing is holier than God himself. And Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. And myrrh, which represents mortality. He would live and he would die. He did. He did those very things. I can't imagine being God, but I can't imagine being God and saying, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll come down. I'll live a painful life. I'll live with the mortals. I'll go through the pain for them. I'll do it all them. And if it had only been for one person, he would have done it, folks. If it had just been for you, he would have done it. Right now, you might be thinking, no, he wouldn't have. Yes, he would have. He would have done it for you. Right now, you might be having a lot of trouble at home. You might be having trouble here. You might be hurting, thinking that you're not good enough and partially right. You're partially right. We are all sinners, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But you know what? You're good enough. Because Christ loved you enough to die for you, to come and live for you, die for you, go through all of it. And he would do it again if he had to. But he doesn't have to. He's done it. He's done it already, folks. He is the gold, the royalty. He is the frankincense deity. He is that holiness. He is the Myrrh. He went through it all. He wasn't born with a birth certificate like so many babies here are are here on earth today. He wasn't born with a birth certificate, but he was born with a death sentence. Ours. That's what he went through for us. And there might be people right now watching who never thought that through. Maybe right now there's someone who's watching who's never asked Jesus Christ to remove that death sentence from them, 
And if that's happened, if there's someone right now who doesn't even know the right words to pray today, today that can be lifted from you. He's already done it for you. All you have to do is pray. That's all you have to do. It can be done. Today that gift can be yours. That's why I came. That's why we have Christmas, you know. It's not so we can drink eggnog. It's not so that we can decorate a Christmas tree. By the way, Christmas trees also represent the Lord God, just so you know. It's represent the Trinity, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son. God is here for you. If you want the gift of everlasting life, it will never leave you. You can have them today. That gift is yours. You can open it up, take it in, and never lose it. It's yours. You just have to ask him. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not as a result of work, so that no one may boast, as we said before, so that no one may boast. Let us bow in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we just thank you. We thank you for the gift that you've given to us. And Lord, I know that we we know you. We pray to you every day. And Lord, we thank you for the gift that you've given to us. But Lord, sometimes we forget just what a gracious gift you've given to us. So we pray right now that we continue to remember, that we continue to remember throughout the days, Lord God, whenever we start to think of all the horrible, hard things around us, and we can put our minds upon you and put our minds at ease and rest. Lord God, if there be anyone right now who's watching, who they may believe in you. But Lord, perhaps they've not opened up that present. Perhaps they've not opened up the gift. Maybe they don't even know how. Lord, today I pray that they will do that. In fact, Lord God, I will once again pray the prayer of salvation as I do occasionally so that those who are listening may do the same with me. Because we know, Lord Jesus Christ, it's not about magic words. It's about the heart. It's about the attitude of spirit, not about a special prayer, so to speak. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray right now that you will save me of my sins. Say it with me at home if you have not. I pray, Lord God, knowing that I deserve to go to hell. Lord God, I pray right now that you will allow me to have that gift of salvation. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I don't deserve it. But I pray now, Lord Jesus Christ, that you will save me. Now say it in your own words. It's not mine. It's yours. Just say it. Lord God, save me, Lord. I pray with all my heart, and I can feel you doing it. I pray with all my heart that you save me of my sins. And then when I leave this world, I be with you, Lord. If you have said that prayer just now, you are his child. And when you leave this world, you will go to heaven. If you truly believe that with all your heart. In Jesus' holy name, we pray these things. Amen and amen.